following episode is not financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell the stock of the company that is mentioned. Please use this for entertainment purposes only. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fintwit podcast, where I highlight content from the Fintwit community. There are many accounts I follow on social media that I think are doing a fantastic job of providing educational, motivational, and entertaining content. And my goal with this podcast is to allow you to consume this content in audio format so that you can reduce the amount of time you spend reading or looking for content on social media. You can follow me at Guy Leblanc, so at G-U-Y underscore L-E-B-L-A-N-C on Twitter. And please go rate the podcast on iTunes and provide feedback as it helps me make this better for you and everyone else. Today, I want to talk about stock bashers. So what is a stock basher? This is a person engaging in an illegal type of market manipulation to make the price of an asset fall. Stock bashers rely on misinformation campaigns to decrease confidence in a stock, leading to an undervaluation of that stock. So in some cases, they could be benefiting from the price of the stock going down. So maybe they're shorting the stock or they could have this plan to bring the price down and then buy a bunch of shares while it's undervalued in hopes that it will um, go up afterwards or in hopes of buying enough shares to actually full on take over that company. Um, other types of bashers could be uh, disgruntled ex-employees that just want to see the company fail. Uh, we could also have some people that are just bored and they're just going on social media and they're bashing certain stocks just for fun, just to have fun. And we have people that might just be plain experimenting and seeing um, what their impact is on a stock price or to see if they can if they can do anything that will affect prices of stocks and you might see this in companies that have a very small market cap um, where little, a little bit of information or a little bit of buying or selling can have a drastic impact on the price of the stock. So I want to double click more into this kind of information and give you my thoughts on it. But before I do that, I recently... Um, discovered a nice article um, uh, online that I wanted to share with you. So I'll read it out. And after that, we will talk a little bit more about stock bashers. The article was posted on a stock message board. And the name of it is Confessions of a Paid Stock Basher. I'm not going to mention the, the company or the names that were mentioned in the article, that's of no interest to me. What I'm interested in is the message um, and the information provided in the article. So it goes like this. Today, I want to come clean about something I feel very badly about. 
I cannot undo some of the things I have done, but hopefully this message will prevent other such occurrences in the future. I am a paid basher. Yes, it is true. Today is my last day in this company. I'm moving on to a new job. I've realized that there are more dignifying jobs out there that can pay me equally as well. But before I go, I want to explain a few things because this just isn't right and I won't feel good about myself until I expose this sham. It's hurt too many people and I don't want it on my conscience anymore. I can no longer live with a lie. I work for a company. It's a boiler room much like the one from a movie. The idea behind my group is to bash the price of a company's stock down low enough to where the group of investors who retained our company's services can buy the stock really cheap and perhaps even take it over altogether. There are approximately 70 people at the company divided into several groups. My group, consisting of five people, is responsible for IDWD. While I probably shouldn't give any names of anyone working here now, what the heck, I'm leaving here, so what can they do? Sue me? And he goes on to name some names. I won't mention them. There are several companies engaged in the bashing business. Ours is not the only one. However, I can tell you that not every basher in here is a paid basher. Having done this for a year, I can usually tell who is a paid basher and who is merely someone having a little fun. While unpaid bashers have a different motive than someone like me, they can be unwilling accomplices, accomplices to helping me achieve my ultimate goal, and they also spread rumor and confusion throughout the room, which also helps me. What is that goal? Well, I am merely a cog in a much larger machine, so my bosses never really explained the big picture to me. But I'd say essentially, Shadow Watch 2003 was right. There are several companies who are quite familiar with two specific people and who are deathly afraid of them. There are three types of bashers here at my company, advanced, intermediate, and beginner. An advanced level basher, also known as a silver-tongued devil, would spread false or misleading information about the company. They would deal in facts, countering every long's post with articles, news reports, and opinion surveys that gave a negative impression about the company. An intermediate level basher, also known as a serpent, would try to weasel their way into the confidence of longs and create doubt using rumor or innuendo. Finally, a beginner level, ba uh, level basher, also known as a pitchfork, would attempt to create confusion in the room by distracting other posters with satire, name-calling, and pointless arguments. The idea was to make sure no serious discussion of the stock could take place. A pitchfork was usually a basher, but not always. Sometimes we would throw a hipster pitchfork, such as money made and laptop and a pumper like data tech to create the illusion of an argument going on. What was really funny, in a perverse way I guess, was that data tech and I sat next to each other laughing the whole time. I was a serpent basher because I am known for effective bashing based on solid facts and truth. I was paid a base wage of $18 an hour for, for my services. I was given a $1.25 bonus for every decent quality post over $100 per day, as well as a monthly bonus of $100 for every penny the stock had dropped from the previous month. I was also paid a bonus for bashing on weekends. While this may not sound like much, I made a decent 
though dishonorable paycheck plus a nice laptop with free wireless internet connection. Each of us sat in a small half cubicle in a cluster with our teammates. Each group, usually five people, was made of three beginners, two who would bash and one who would hype, one intermediate and one advanced level basher. Occasionally, for some of the hotter stocks, one of the beginners would be replaced by an intermediate depending on how much the stock was rising. IDWD was a low-level stock, meaning it got the 311 configuration. Honestly, though, somehow, I get the feeling that this certain basher may have worked for a basher company or knows someone who does because the fun websites he occasionally posts in in eerily similar to our employer's websites. While not exact, I'd say it is about 90% the same. We do have certain rules that we follow. First, we have to develop a character and stay within that character in order to build a following. My character, Fog of War, was a humorous, sarcastic, obnoxious supporter of free speech and loved to portray himself as a truth-telling superhero, but only when it came to bashers. Next, we had to follow certain guidelines on what we could say. We were urged to have an answer to every Long's question, but we were to frame that answer in a way that ridiculed the questioner for asking such a question. However, we were never to use profanity or vulgarity because that would cause people to ignore us. We were to make fun of people, but in a civil way. The idea was to get play, i.e. reaction from other posters. The more play we got, the more the room would be disrupted. Ignored posters get no play. One exception would be the hipsters, since they were defending the stock against our onslaught. They got a little more leeway. People would side with the hipster because they thought he was real, since he appeared to be on their side, but was really on ours, setting us up to disrupt the room. Money Made was quite good at this and gets paid very well. I've worked on IDWD, VLO, AGII, QBID, BKMP for a few months now. In addition to the Fog of War alias, I've used a few others on several boards as well. I've used so many aliases that I cannot remember the monikers of the passwords. I honestly lost track of everything. I stuck with Fog of War because it was the one that got the most play from other posters. In closing, I feel absolutely terrible about this. It's just awful how I've been part of a scam designed to cheat honest, hardworking people out of their investments, all for the benefit of a few wealthy people who already have enough money to last a lifetime. These greedy people must be stopped. That's why I'm posting this before I leave. I want to make up for some of the damage I've done. I can't live with this lie anymore. You can't imagine how hard it is to look at myself in the mirror each morning knowing my job is to cheat and lie. I have to go now. I'm too broken up to continue. I hope this confession can make up for my sordid deeds. I would urge everyone who reads this to inform as many people as you can. Only by shining the light of truth can can we drive these rats back into the darkness from whence they came. Believe me. They don't want publicity. Good luck, and I hope all of you the best in your investment endeavors. So what I really liked about that article is that it 
provides you with very specific examples or a very specific case where somebody is out there strategically bashing certain stocks uh, with a purpose and actually making money doing it. Uh, it actually it blew me away that this is like full-blown organized crime. And I always sort of envisioned that it did happen, but it was somebody like in a college dorm just, you know, trying to play around with a stock and seeing if they can sort of win the stock market in a different way. I never realized that you actually had full-blown organizations that had a well-thought-out plan and strategy to accomplish this. And I think it's super important for people of Fintwit, for people that use social media to help with investing, to be aware of this, to be aware that this is happening uh, and probably happening in most, most stocks that you're looking at. Um, so this is not to discourage people from using social media to help with your investing. I love doing it. I think there's plenty of people out there and plenty of handles that are providing us with fantastic information. And they, a lot of them are able to give us some great ideas on what we want to do with our investments. However, be aware um, this, um, this article was really, not that I didn't know about this, but it really opened my eyes and made me realize that I'm in board chat boards or message boards, and I'm chatting with people that, you know, sometimes really seem genuine, but who knows what their agenda is. And this isn't to mean that you should be skeptical of everybody, but what I'm trying to say is you need to build conviction in your investments and you need to do your own due diligence. So yeah, take their ideas. Um, you know, they, if people recommend something, don't, don't ignore it, but look it up and make sure that you clearly understand the information that you're gathering about this company. And that at, at the end of the day, when you're making a decision to buy or hold or sell a stock, you're making it because you have confirmed all that information that you found and you feel confident that even if you hadn't been talking to all these people, that the information that you found um, is convincing enough to make that decision. So super interesting um, and I'm curious to see if any of you are going to send me any messages or comments, uh, about this. If you have any experiences, I certainly am noticing this more and more. Um, for the past year, I've been tweeting a lot about Lexagene and because I have such a presence on Twitter, like at first, you know, 12 months ago when I started uh, talking about Lexagene on Twitter, I, I really felt like I was the only person. Like I'd do a search of Lexagene and there would be like 10 tweets and nine of them were, were mine. So I think that probably attracted some of these people. Now, I don't know for sure, 
when somebody's a basher because like the article said they can be really sneaky about it but i'm sure i've come across some of them i've had dms where people i really question their agenda um they seem genuine uh, but uh, uh, the other the the other end of the pe spectrum, I do have some people that I know, or I, I really feel like they um, are trying to help me. Um, but I've uh, not only have I had DMs of people, you know, warning me about Lexagene and I should sell the stock. I've had people actually call my cell phone, and you know, claim that they felt bad for me and and you know that you know things aren't going well and uh you shouldn't trust uh the company and things like that so that that does happen it's happened to me and i think when you have a presence or when you feel very strongly about a company these bashers are in i don't know if they're intimidated but they they want to stop you from encouraging other people or from from you spreading the the positive information about the company so keep that in mind thank you very much for listening i'll kind of end it here and we will see you next time thank you